Welcome to the Junction Box, the audio cast where what you need to know about the electrical program connects with the experts in the field. This time, our focus is on the principle of operation and construction of single and three phase motors. For those of you who are new to our audio cast, we collect a number of questions about concepts that are being taught in our electrical program here at SJVC. This time we're going to take a slightly different direction with our audio cast. Instead of reaching out to our panel of experts, we're going to answer the questions in studio. Question one, could you explain the theory and operation of single and three phase induction motors? Well, single and three phase motors, as the name implies, are alternating current machines and they can only operate when an alternating current is applied. Now, they won't function with DC or direct current. They operate on the principle of a rotating magnetic field, and that is, as a current alternates from positive to negative and back again, it sets up a magnetic force that has direction to it. Three-phase motors have a very clear direction of rotation because there are three alternating voltages that are 120 electrical degrees out of sync or phase with one another. Interestingly, the utility company generates this three-phase power by means of rotating machinery, which sets the direction of rotation. Now, single-phase motors, on the other hand, have a magnetic field that is quasi-rotating and therefore need an additional winding called a start winding to give the initial impulse of direction. Single phase motors have both a start winding and a run winding. The start winding is engaged only for a second or two to get the motor spinning in the desired direction and then it's switched out by a centrifugal switch located inside the motor. The three phase motor on the other hand doesn't need a start winding at all, since the magnetic field actually rotates around a circle in the stator winding. Question two, what are the most common types of single phase motors? Well, the three most common types of single phase AC motors are all in a category called split phase motors. That means that the phase is split, so to speak, into two phases to give direction of rotation. The three types are resistance start induction run, then capacitor start induction run, followed by capacitor start capacitor run. Now the resistance start induction run single phase motor has a start winding whose wire gauge is much, much smaller than the wire gauge of the run winding. This is so that the resistance in start winding, which is greater than the run winding, causes a phase shift between the currents or amperes in the two windings. That phase difference is what gives the direction of rotation to the motor. And by reversing the motor leads of the start winding, you can reverse the direction of the rotation of the motor. Three-phase motors, on the other hand, don't need a start winding because all that is needed to reverse rotation is just to swap any two of the three motor leads. Question three, can you explain the difference between a squirrel cage induction, wound rotor, and synchronous motor? A squirrel cage induction motor 
and a wound rotor induction motor are both induction type motors. That is, a voltage and therefore a current are induced into the rotors by means of magnetic induction. Now, this induction produces another magnetic field in the very rotor itself, that is, of a magnetic polarity that chases the rotating magnetic field in the stationary or stator winding. The speed of the rotating magnetic field in the stator is referred to as the synchronous speed, because it is synchronized to the line frequency of the electrical grid. Now, in North America, the frequency is 60 Hz, and that corresponds to exactly 3,600 RPM in the terms of rotational speed. The difference between these two motors is that the rotor of a squirrel cage induction motor has two end pieces, called end rings, that are joined to each other through an array of bars called rotor bars that make it look exactly like a squirrel cage. Of course, there are laminations of steel stacked over them so that they cannot be seen and a motor shaft going through the center. The rotor bars are cut by the rotating magnetic field in the stator winding, thus inducing voltage and current into the rotor bars and hence another interacting magnetic field in the rotor. The wound rotor type induction motor also uses the principle of induction, the only difference being that a wound rotor does not have a squirrel cage. Rather, it has actual windings of wire for each phase wound right on to the rotor itself. The windings are brought out of the motor by means of what are called three slip rings and a set of motor brushes so that the current in the rotor can be controlled both at startup and under load by means of a resistor connected to the rotor windings. All induction motors have a rotor speed that is less than synchronous speed, the speed of the rotating magnetic field. This has to be so, otherwise there could not be any induction into the rotor. Conversely, a synchronous motor is not an induction motor, although it is three-phase. It has a stator, just like an induction motor does, but the rotor, instead, has a winding much like a wound rotor induction motor does. But the winding of the rotor is designed to be energized by a DC excitation current that turns the rotor into an electromagnet and whose magnetic field poles lock on to those of the stator, thus causing it to rotate at exactly the same speed or synchronize with the rotating magnetic field in the stator. This type of motor does have a squirrel cage called an emotocera winding with a set of very thin rotor bars that is designed to start the rotor turning when power is applied. But as the rotor reaches near synchronous speed, the magnet on the rotor is switched on and locks onto the stator field so that it rotates at exactly the same speed. Hence the name synchronous motor. Question four. Could you share with us the difference between DC generators and motors, AC generators and motors, and the NEC requirements for installation? Well, DC motors and generators have a rotor called an armature, 
It consists of multiple windings of wire over an iron core that are terminated on a cylindrical set of copper contacts called a commutator. A set of two stationary brushes ride up against opposing sides of the commutator as the armature turns, thus connecting and disconnecting the multiple windings in sequence. Around the armature is a stationary magnet. This magnet produces a field through which the armature rotates, thus inducing a voltage into the armature of a generator. The DC motor works in reverse. A current is sent through the armature and magnetizes the armature so that it interacts with the field produced by the two field poles, causing it to rotate. AC generators can have either a revolving armature passing through a magnetic field produced by the stator or a revolving magnetic field produced in the armature which passes over the stator. The latter is more efficient and used by the utility companies to generate electricity. The former is common on small portable units. All motor and motor control installations are covered in the NEC by Article 430. This concludes this edition of The Junction Box. Join us next time as we continue to learn from the experts here at SJVC. A presentation of San Joaquin Valley College.